When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you, when you have enough to retire on, that's, that's a certain, that's, that's one area of peace that you have. When, when you keep your family together and everybody's happy, that's a certain level of peace. And in this chaotic world, and Lord knows, it seems to be getting more and more chaotic <laughs> by the passing years. Peace is something that uh, apparently isn't easily attained for a lot of people. So if you have it, hold on to it because uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's precious to have. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined my co-host, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, actually, I'm going to take a sec before we jump into it. Just want to send a shout-out to all our, our Mobile family, our LaFleur Rattler family. We had a, a shooting recently, and to all the, luckily, the young, the, the youth that were involved, Seem to be doing okay, and just my heart goes out to the students and people had to be a part of that. So we'll start by saying that we'll jump, probably jump with that a little more later. But fellas, take it away. Yeah, I was gonna start with that actually, uh, and, and just talk about how it's so surprising that the families are almost like, oh, well, like, hey, you should go to calculus after a shooting and you better be in class like we are so desensitized to shootings at, at, at schools but in the floor in general or in mobile in general that like people literally were like their kids couldn't leave school they had to stay at school and go to class after um so that was just disheartening to me to hear that you know that people weren't worried about their kids uh as much once they found out that they, they weren't the ones that got shot um but it's very traumatic and we talk about dealing with PTSD and everything like that on this show a lot. And, um, those kids, they, they need to talk to somebody, uh, and hopefully they can open up and, and don't internalize it if they are bothered by any of that, uh, that that's going on. So parents out there, if your kids go to the floor, make sure that you're checking on them, uh, and that they are getting help if they need it. Um, but talking about the floor and our alumni, I want to shout out, the homie Ashima Franklin for uh, joining the Breakfast Club this week. Uh, she was on there to promote the tour. I think it's uh, Funny Females, Funny AF Females. Um, um, and so she's on the tour right now uh, up in New York and nationwide. 
And so shout out to her, man. That is awesome to make it to uh, the big stage like that, be on the Breakfast Club. Uh, so anything that we can do to help, let the three brothers know. Uh, we got to make sure we get you on the uh, show at some point. Uh, I know we're not the Breakfast Club, but uh, we're the next best thing. That's what I'll say. Uh, but that's all I got, man. I, I didn't really have a whole lot this week. Uh, the Breakfast Club ain't never had Eugene Goodman on there, so we better there than you that, go. actually. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. We're beefing with the Breakfast Club now, Buck? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, man. Uh, but I, I just want to echo what Raji said and what you said at the top of the show for, about um, the shooting at LaFleur and what Raji mentioned, Ashima Franklin, our classmate. Uh, I just got a couple things. One, um, you guys know Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. right? Very, mm-hmm. very fast gentleman for the Miami Dolphins. This dude, <laughs> this dude went and allegedly filed for divorce. I'm assuming he didn't know that was public record. So when reporters got a hold of him, it's like Tyree Hill filed for divorce. He was like, what? No, I'm happily married. What are you talking about? I did no such thing. And the reporters came back, mm, Tyreek Hill, same county, uh, married to the, the same woman you married to? It's right here. He said, you know what happened? Somebody that worked for me uh, filed that on my behalf without me giving them the green light. And I just want to say, come on, Tyreek. I, I mean, you never know. That that is possibility. I signed it. You know, I'm trying to time it right, and you go out and you file it before I'm meant to. I can see that happening. I can okay, see that. say that, say that, but don't say <laughs> it never happened and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? and I and I felt like he could have he could have kept himself from becoming somewhat of a joke if he had to say, you know what, it was the heat of the moment. We've been getting into it lately. At the time, I thought that's what I wanted. But as of now, I no longer do. And it was, you know, just a rash decision. If, if, if he would have played sassy. <laughs> Temporary tip, tip and sassiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so that 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 was kind of funny to me. Can we, can we tag it? I, Temporary and sa- sassy. How was, how, <laughs> Temporary and sassiness. Insassity, temporary, temporary insassity. That's that's when guys get emotional. Yeah. So you know him not knowing that it was public record. That I thought that was funny. And we and that's happened before. I forgot. It's another football player that did that. Uh, and then even with Tua, his quarterback, like he went and quietly got married, and they found out about it. And asked him about it. He's like, I, I wasn't trying to let everybody know, but yeah, I did yeah, get married. Public. So, Divorce and marriage are public records, people. Um, that's that's all I got. Other than, um, I just kind of want to say, <sighs> Nicki Minaj is a stupid bitch. Wow. <laughs> that's so all be, I got. With Nicki now? <laughs> the barb's I'm coming with Nicki. Yeah. No. So, barbs, so why are you beefing, bro? You didn't like Bigfoot? It ain't. It, you know what? I'm not even. People are coming after her for stuff she said on Bigfoot. And look, we've seen many examples of rappers going too far with beef. Jay-Z famously got called out for things he said, including um, mentioning Nas's daughter's car seat in the car and him leaving condoms in it and things like that. There have been, there have always been rappers that have gone too far. So I'm not going to get on her with that too much. It's just that 
she knows the, the influence and control she has over her followers and the things that she encourages and things like that. You at a big age now, at, at, at least with Jay and Nas and some of the other rappers, Pac, he was in his 20s. They were so much younger. In your early 40s, baby girl. Like, come come on. Yeah. So, like, like she doxed, she doxed Meg the Stallion's mom's. Yeah, like, they had to increase security. They yeah. had to increase security. Did she do it or did or I thought it was one of her her people? She's encouraging it though. She's cheering it on. So is she more liable than DeSantis and Trump? Because <laughs> they encourage. Well, and... well, well, tell me, tell me where DeSantis encouraged someone to do a shooting, and then yes, she literally encouraged that. She encouraged the sh- the shooting. No, no. What Riley oh. mentioned about the gravesite. Yeah. Putting out the information, getting. I don't know. I don't want to go down this path. It's too early. I'm too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I I just think people. Yeah. I think when you know, uh, Uncle, the late great Uncle Ben, said it best. Oh yeah, yeah. With great power yes, comes great responsibility. Yeah. I was like Uncle Uncle Ben. I'm like I'm like the rice dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you know she co-signing um Ben Shapiro, who has all but you know says some questionable racist things in the past. She co-signing him making a rap song, making fun of you know liberals, black people, and she co-signing it. And then I guess later on she saw then she actually read the lyrics like, oh no, nah, I ain't mean that. Like she, yeah, but yeah. she she's she's displaying a lot of Kanye behavior. Oh, okay, I, I can accept that. that. I just I I don't expect uh, more or even anything close from somebody like Nicki Minaj as I do for our elected leaders. You know, she is a rapper former, but your your elected leaders lean on people like her. Yeah, they trot them out to register to vote, so we can't we can't we can't downplay what you expect the, the expectation of them just because she's a rapper. I mean, we, we had rappers that have fought for uh prison reform and things like that. So I'm not going to yeah. just, I'm not going to give her the excuse that she's a rapper and we can't expect that from her respect, expect responsibility. Well, I, from her. I, I'm not, I will stand by that. I will stand by the fact that there's levels to the, to their knowledge, their influence and who, what they represent. Like we got mumble rappers and stuff like that. Like I don't, you know, like we don't. Ex- I don't expect Lil Yachty to, to go out there and make a political push. And there's some people who are woke and have some more influence and stuff like that. So there's levels to that. What I'm saying is, an elected official, like this is your job. This is like you are here to represent the people. You know, uh, there's certain rappers out here who, who are uh, trying to represent bad bitches, right? It's like this is my. These are my people. These are the people I represent. But as an elected official, you're supposed to be the supposed to represent the voice of the people and the better part of humanity, all this stuff. Like you're supposed to be leading our, you know, our government. But, you know, I think as we get as we get closer to the election, I'm pretty sure we will, like you said, we'll have some people who are marched out and paraded out and have some things to say. So I think that'll be a great conversation later in the political year. And if you if you're specifically talking about DeSantis, he is speaking for the people. I mean, he's been elected twice. They mm-hmm. they feel like 
schools have gotten too woke and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He speaks for them. Speaking of, Roger, what you have? You, everybody went? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you see? I got it. Did I show y'all the clip of the the young black uh, Republican, a Trump supporter, not even a Republican, Trump supporter who got kicked off, uh, kicked offline? It was two of them got kicked offline on a pro-Trump rally. Like it was a pro-Trump group online, and basically the buddy was like, "Look, don't put us together." She was like, one America. No, 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 no. What, you know, like, what's your name? Uh, basically, they showed all their colors. So I like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm one of y'all. And it's like, mm, how did you find out about this? Who told you about this? Oh, her? Yeah. Why is she here? Why? Uh, he went and acknowledged her as a Trumper. It was, it was pretty bad. And you could tell, like, it was oh, a man. rude awakening. I think her name might have been insert random chick name blacks for Chicago supporter. No, Chicagoans for Trump supporter. Uh, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. So it's going to be a very entertaining political season. Any any updates? Anything? Yeah. Has Nikki Haley with- dropped out yet? No. no. Is she still sticking in there? Yeah. I think she's probably waiting on South Carolina. And mm-hmm. she'll probably go from she'll probably go from there. South Carolina to do, do what? Do you think she's just trying to stay in long enough that maybe? <laughs> what do you, what do you what's what's first? Like? South Carolina to do what? Like what is what is she waiting on? <laughs> That's a state, dog. She trying to see if she win. <laughs> he said, "Wait, no, South Carolina to do what? <laughs> I don't understand. She's another forty-nine states." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rosie. I just had to have him repeat no. that again. <laughs> what were you saying, dog? I, I was, I was asking. Do you think she's trying to hold out until some of the trials come through, and maybe Trump becomes ineligible? I think that's yeah. what's happening. Is she's trying to hang see. out, and she yeah. has big money behind her too. I think lasts for a little while. Uh, so it, it just it probably is going to depend on her donors and backers and how far they are willing to wait because it, because she's publicly saying that hey you know I don't have any opinion on these trials that forty five is facing but I think internally inside her camp they're hoping like hey this could happen or that could it, happen um, and the ones with him not being on the ballot that starts next week right. The, 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 the Supreme Court where there's certain the states Supreme like Court, I, I think those start mm, next week as well probably I'm not sure yeah, it's very I know interesting they, they, they tried to fast track it as mo- as fast as possible it's just very interesting they, they said they wanted it before March mm. yeah like this I can't how do we get here it, it's, it's very <sighs> it's very disturbing um, it's not my question but we'll 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 because that video right. I saw the November, uh, January 6th versus 9-11 that should be a topic very soon um, yeah yeah. <clears throat> let's jump into it oh then. one thing I did I, I did forget um, is John was uh, what is his name John David Washington yeah Denzel mm-hmm. Washington's mm-hmm. son he's being mm-hmm. eyed to replace Jonathan Majors as Kane the Conqueror so just want to throw that out there I I actually think it's not a bad casting so it might work That's out pretty, yeah. um yeah, so I just don't. He, he's got the range for it. I just don't like where they were going with it. 
Like it just with Kane. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. K- Kane's an awesome character. Kane himself, I, I, I just think, didn't like. Yeah, yeah, like the how they were introducing them. But you got to think they were showing how Kane has so many variants, and they're all very, very different, right? And so they were trying to weave him into the the storylines. And so maybe the storylines were weak, but I think the the way they were introducing Kane to say, you never know what you're going to get with one of his variants, which is true, even in the comics. Like they haven't introduced, there's like four or five others that they really haven't even touched on. Um, and all of them are pretty interesting. So I think it's going to be all right if they stay with it um, and start bringing it together and start really showing how he can just mess up timelines and mess up. Uh, stuff and how strong he really is because like he didn't use any of his tech for real in ant-man so yeah when you get to where he's like using all of his tech for real and all of that um it's it's he's dope well, i guess that's a that was a build-up because he didn't have all of his tech that was that was a downfall yeah. is he didn't have it because what is it the chair um his time chair okay uh yeah i can't remember the name yeah, but so, yeah yeah that gives him a lot of power yeah um we'll see and plus i just don't trust the mcu is going to do anything right anytime so um i don't know last time i was impressed by them but uh let's go ahead and jump into it oh and watch he-man oh did you watch it already i'm actually i went back and caught up on we z and i've been binging the last two seasons from he-man revelation yeah. Um, and we'll start Revolution probably later this week. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. <clears throat> Rizzy, you have a question? I mean, uh... no, I don't have a joke. I got Sophie here. Hold on one second. Let me go grab her. If she can talk, because she got elbowed in the uh, throat when she was at practice today. So let me see. Does she have a voice? Salutations. And welcome and greetings and all that jazz. <laughs> hello, hello. The jazz is the jazz jazz. Yes. How goes it? Goes very well. I heard I you got bowed. Got chopped in the throat. I heard you got bowed oh, in yeah. the throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you put your hands on him? Then did you? Did you retaliate? Did you give him a, a spinning oh, roundhouse? Oh, I didn't retaliate. It was an accident. Hey man, every time they they gotta f around and find out. Sometimes you gotta do a spinning roundhouse kick. To no, the, we were playing the... basketball, and she was defending. She was defending me. Yeah, and, and so she had to turn around. She had her elbows up. Yeah, and when you do a, a a basketball move that includes a spinning roundhouse kick to the the, the jugular, you're playing basketball. You a go. front kick, at I least. Want, I want you to do a report on Draymond Green. What? <laughs> <laughs> For Black History Month. I refuse. For Black, Black History, History Month, yeah. I want you to report. No. I need you to embrace your inner. I'm already doing what I'm Bessie Coleman. I don't want to. But she don't got hands. <laughs> I did want Muhammad Ali last year. He got hands. He got hands. He got hands. <laughs> All right. What What's your joke for us today? <clears throat> okay. What do pigs use in the shower? Hogwash. <laughs> I was even close. I wasn't even close. I was gonna say some kind of ointment. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, ointment. Yeah, that's a good one, huh? Huh? Some, you know. Uh, yeah. Wait. So, hogwash. I like that. Thank you. I'm gonna make a thing called hogwash. 
she made some soap over the last over um last weekend so maybe she can name it hogwash or she can make, make some um shitland cleaning uh concoction call it hogwash <laughs> you experiment with cleaning chitlins at your house it's, it's called a trash can that's what it is that's what it, that's it's how you called clean l- leave it at the store <laughs> all right so buff I'm going to ask you to jump Yo. it off because you didn't get a question last week. All right, man. I started to show off kind of negatively. Uh, by the way, Barb's don't come for Rosie Ferg. That was buff. I said that. Um, I want to turn it a little bit more positive and just ask you, brothers, uh, which we I'm sure we've covered this in some fashion in our multitude of answers over the years now. But in three bullet points or less, what does success look like for you guys? Like, is mm. it making it to the top of your career, your job, family, money, you know, traveling whenever you want to? Like, what what are your what are your three bullet points? Uh I think first and foremost, for me, it's it's being able to retire and not have to work anymore. That's success. So, like, maintain my lifestyle how, how it is right now, and not have to worry. Right? Um, so many people have to go back to work. So many people. Oh, it's supposed to be bullets. My bad. All right, that's one. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 All right. But you can elaborate uh, on it though. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, like I said, so many people have to go back to work. So many people have to work until they die. Right. Um, and I want to be able to work if I want to, I want to be able to hit them with the, you know, my man got two, three jobs. I don't need this type thing, whatever it was that, uh, old girl said on, um, everybody hates Chris. So, um, I want to be able to do that and walk away. Uh, the, uh, the second bullet point for me, I think is success is raising my kids to be good people. I, I know. I remember we talked a little bit about that and you know what we want for our kids and all that. And so it, I don't care if they're a starving artist. I don't care if they work a regular job and, you know, nine to five and come home and they're tired every day. But if they're good people, they give back. If, you know, they coach little league and, and, you know, raise their family, I'm good. And so just raising the littles to be good people. Um, And I think the other part of success for me is probably finding love, right? Like, you know, I've I've been to the mountaintop and I want to get back. Uh, so, you know, at some point. And so and that one's hard. Right. Like, so I, I think I found success and seeing can I find it again um, is just always difficult. And so I think that um, is being able to have that person have your person. We talked about it last week. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think having that success again or having that is success for a lot of people. I think that that's it. So it's mainly family generation, next generation and work wise, just being able to retire. So it's not, I got to be C-suite, blah, 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 blah. It's just being able to comfortably retire. I'm going to put you on the spot. You said love and you also once said love was overrated. So is it still overrated or have you amended that? Or uh, I think it's still overrated. Um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away from like you wanting it, right? Like, right, right. you know, a lot of people say some, certain ice creams are overrated, but they're still delicious. 
So, you know, I, I think it's that, like, it's not, I, you know, I think love is something that is very personal and like you can be loved in different ways. Uh, and I, I think when I, I was saying like love is overrated, I think it's like t- for talked about the ceremonial gestures. I think a lot of people overrated as in it has to be this grand gesture. It has to be this big thing. Um, but like true love, like true being in love, having your person, I don't think that's overrated. Like, I think that right there is like the epitome of like, you made it, you, you know, you found that person, you found that thing, um, that brings you peace and brings you to center. Uh, and so having that is just, it's just so hard to find. So no, I don't think that part's overrated. Yeah. Um, I agree with Rosie. So mine, I'm going to try to make it simple and I'm kind of, kind of go in, I guess a chronological order for me and maybe other people. I think first thing is transcending survival mode, right? So if mm. take a step back, I think success is all relative. You know, they a lot of times they never judge a person on where they're at. You, you kind of look at where they started from, right? It's if you know for somebody it could be they come from a a general you know a house or generation of you know people having kids out of wedlock and all this stuff and it's just like you not having a kid to your married could be success to you right it, that just you just broke some kind of you know uh generational curse or whatever so i think transcending survival mode like we talk about our our goals financially rise talked about retirement right uh that's where i'm trying to get but what i'm not worried about knock on wood is I'm not worried about my mortgage being paid, my car notes being paid, you know, my kids, you know, I just, we got on here. We're talking about things we're doing for our family, you know, being able to take my family on vacation. I'm, I'm not in a survival mode. And so many people still are in that, you know, it's, it's living check to check. It's those things. It's how do I get to that next level? So being out of survival mode to me, knowing where I came from, and how many others around me are still doing that. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but just, I'm just not in survival mode anymore. And that's huge. And it wasn't that long ago where I was beating my head against the wall, trying to figure out what do I need to do? How do I pay? How am I pay this rent? How am I marry this woman? So that that's first and foremost. Uh, secondly was finding genuine happiness and peace in my life. So, um, as much as I overthink things and I stress over things, you know, I'm very intentional. I have a lot of goals, but there's a happiness within me and the people around me that I can appreciate. Rosie talked about finding love. I still stand by love is overrated. And by that it's love is not going to save your marriage. Right. Love alone. You can't to me, you can't base your marriage off love alone. There's a lot of people who love their spouse's death, love their spouse too much. They can't they don't have anything outside of love. They don't have the interpersonal skills. They don't have the emotional security uh, and uh, emotional maturity. They don't they're still in survival mode. So they're fighting about money, all the, like all those things. A lot of your real life day to day situations. Trump love. 
or get over love and you're just fighting and you just fight for those little moments of love and not saying it's right or wrong but i just when you're not worried about those things but there's a genuine happiness like i seeing my kids enjoy life seeing my wife enjoy life i talk about her a lot when it comes to she has this true happiness that i wish i wish i could reach um because um she's been shielded from a lot of challenges that a lot of people her age have had to deal with you know uh tabitha has been married for years she really didn't have to experience the dating scene like a lot of women her age like you saved her and i'm not you know trying to get you a pat on the back but like she didn't have to when she talks to some of her homegirls about the dating scenes as well this today she can't relate she probably understands but she can't relate my girl can't be that bad you know and and I take that to for me it's like when I talk to other people about marriage I can't really relate because I I, I I got one of the best ones out there you know like I got an MJ you know she's not perfect but I got an MJ I got the, I got a goat you know so I'm happy I have healthy kids I got a great set of friends I have a fulfilling job I have fulfilling things in my that things that fulfill me in my life as far as you know uh my projects and stuff i'm working on which brings me to my third part is building up on a legacy i think when you get to a certain point and you're not worried about struggle you're not struggling and then you're not and you find happiness and you're not fighting for your relationship and things every day you're able to build a legacy that can make an impact on others first things are my, it's my family my wife and kids i'm trying to do things to build for them and then my community. And so that's why I do the lamplighters. Even this show, the average person doesn't have the, the time or the energy or the wherewithal to do a show like this, right? Like we we can talk about our lives. We're not, tr- we don't have so much going on that everything we talk about is triggering. We might sound like angry black men because you know there's a whole thing about black men and podcasts, but it's not coming mm-hmm. from a place of malice, right? Mm-hmm. We can both, we can all three of us and stop this podcast today and be okay. We still have happiness and joy and stuff like that in our life. So, um, and we don't get anything from calling or challenging people's thoughts. So, um, my thing is like, Grazi, I want to retire, but I also want to build a legacy. I want my kids to be able to, the day my wife and I aren't here, where they're not starting over from where I'm starting over, where I started from. Like, we have properties, we have investments, we have certain things. Grazi, you know, kind of said something one time still want to enjoy life you know because you do you do so much for them and deprive yourself you know uh that's not a life i want to live right you know mm-hmm. you save money like you know you don't go on vacations you know all this stuff because you want to save all this money for your kids and like they ain't gonna do shit, but do the shit you, you you know they're not gonna do anything but do the shit that you didn't do you know like i'm not gonna take vacation oh my daddy left me half a million dollars i'm gonna go on vacation you know and it's like <laughs> it's you know, so all that. So I think all that equals balance. Uh, superb answers, uh, gentlemen. I really appreciate that. Rosie mentioned, I know you, you both said more than what I'm about to just recite, but Rosie said retirement, uh, his kids and, and love. Ferg, you mentioned not being in survival mode, happiness and peace and legacy. Uh, I'm going to take one of your answers, uh, peace to me, for me, success includes peace and peace encapsulate, encapsulates so much because 
like Rosie mentioned, having money for retirement. When you when you have enough to retire on, that's that's a certain that's that's one area of peace that you have. Mm-hmm. When when you keep your family together and everybody's happy, that's a certain level of peace. And in this chaotic world, and Lord knows it seems to be getting more and more chaotic <laughs> by the passing years. Peace is something that uh, apparently isn't easily attained for a lot of people. So if you have it, hold on to it because uh, <laughs> it's 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 precious to have. Um, my daughter. It's, it's amazing what, what kids pay attention to. My daughter has a few times now told Tabitha and, and I that we are relationship goals. And I, I say that to say that my second bullet point is I want to give her the tools that she needs to be her version of success in life. And I say give her the tools because I can't guarantee success for her. Like I can give her all the tools she she needs. And if she chooses to go a different way, you know, that's going to be on her. But I want to at least give her that, give her a, a you know, a, a nice home to grow up in. Give her that apparently that example of what a good relationship and marriage looks like for her to be calling us relationship goals, like uh, introducing her to, to things when we go out and things like that. I just want to give her the tools that she needs to be her version of, of success as she grows up. And my last one is enjoyment. I want to, I think success has a certain level of enjoyment. We talked about, um, I think I, I asked the question a couple of episodes ago, do you guys think therapy is working because of the numbers on how many people are not happy or depressed and things like that? If you have enjoyment in your life, you didn't damn near won the lotto because life can beat your ass and it will definitely try and beat your ass more than once. <laughs> and, and there's so many obstacles and hurdles, man. If you have that peace and, and you have kids and you set them, you set them up for success and you're able to enjoy your life. I, I think those are the three, three bullet points, uh, that I would name for for success. I like those. Your last mm-hmm. one, I go back to one of the last things I said was balance, mm. because I will always I've always had enjoyment. I've always found a way to enjoy life, but mm. sometimes I use my the enjoyment as an escape. Ah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we 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 see people's like. So why they bought these shoes? Why they did all this yeah. stuff? And it's like it's, it's, it, 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 enjoyment is definitely one you got to be yeah, careful. Enjoying, have too, yeah. you know, they're enjoying, have too much. They're enjoying life, but they're in survival mode, right? Like and what counts? You yeah. know, yeah. Isaac says it every year at the beginning of the year when we get tax season. What is he? He mm-hmm. gives a because guess yeah. what, people? People are going to enjoy the hell out of <laughs> that tax return. That little five six thousand yeah. dollars they about yeah, to get. You know, he, he mentioned he mentioned being ready for retirement. Retirement. A lot of people aren't ready because they're enjoying themselves too much yeah. in the present. So that, yep. That's one of my biggest, you know, always stress. Like that's one of my biggest things is focusing on, you know, I was talking about, you know, real estate and, you know, trying to find investments and stuff like that, because that's big, you know, building that, uh, that legacy for retirement for myself, for my kids, where I'm not worried about it. Like we are, you know, we had, I got, I got young kids, you know, uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be in college in the next 15, 20 years. 
and I and yeah. I and I think you brought up a great point. And I and I'll say this too: if you are, if you are like you said, using certain things as an escape, then I would I would probably argue then that's not true enjoyment. Like if you're if you're like overspending on things and and spending with outside of your means just to try to make yourself temporarily happy, that's just temporarily temporary happiness. You know what I yeah. mean? Just like a joke a joke to the system. When I say enjoyment, I just mean like yeah. overall. We you're always gonna have bad days. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just overall, yeah. You enjoy. And that's why, like, when I open one of the things I say, like genuine happiness and peace. Because mm. it's that thing where we see so many people where as long as Byron's buying me stuff, I'm happy. But that's temporary, mm. that's fleeting, right? That's that's you're mm. not really your 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 happiness is tied to physical things your happiness is tied mm. to uh financial aspects and who's buying and doing stuff for you but like if nobody else bought anything for you would buy and still find peace would buy and still find happiness so i think we have to be careful because i um i like this question now that i think about it deeper because social media has i think conditioned us to emulate success Right. Mm. So mm-hmm. Rise was talking about love, finding love. Social media teaches you to at least emulate like you found love or emulate like you don't want love because you can have a post like, you know, new new year, new me, dating myself, like whatever those things are. And it's you gotta you gotta be find that peace and that that real happiness within and stuff like that. And um it's very tricky now because what five years ago, who was one of the biggest relationship goal stories in the black community? Maybe it's a little longer now. Will and Jada. They were, they were, they were relationship goals for many black people for years. You know, there was even a, and I will leave the question alone. There was, a, I forgot one of those shows Z was watching where they had all these married couples, black love or some shit like that. And it's like everybody on there is divorced now. Like, <laughs> every, I'm like, damn it. Every couple on there is, I think Nia Long and her husband might have been on there. It's everybody. So, you know, uh, the world, like you said, can be tricky. And so, find your success for you. Sure. Be real with yourself. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Risey, what you got for us? Um, I got one that <laughs> came up the other day from my homeboy. So me and Lenny, we just sitting around, um, and he tells me a story about one of his homeboys and how his girlfriend is teaching her nephew to wipe himself after he pees. Say it again. And so, yeah, exactly. Um, she's teaching her nephew that he needs to go get some toilet paper and wipe himself after he pees. He can't just flick it off, uh, you know, a couple, <laughs> couple flicks and uh, be done. Three yeah, shakes. Actually, More than three shakes. Three shakes. You More playing three with You're playing with it, player. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's teaching him that he needs to wipe it off. So I wanted to get you brothers' opinions on, you know, is it, it's it's hygienic, uh, so I don't think I have an opinion on that. Shit, <laughs> 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 Is it smart for her to teach him that? Um, 
or should she kind of you know stay with the traditional way of not because I, I, I'll hands down say I don't wipe myself after I pee um <laughs> like like 99.9% of men but uh you know uh, Ferg you should have went <laughs> first off <laughs> uh, look it's 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 her nephew uh, it's, it's, it's her nephew and her son her nephew yeah yeah, yeah her nephew uh, if if the parents are okay with her doing it, I, I'm like for I don't really have a strong opinion on that. Um, I will say based on public men's restrooms, it's gonna be I'm not gonna say hard, but it's not gonna be as easy to always do that because you know our urinals there's <laughs> there's no tissue in sight unless you go in one of the stalls or whatever. But um, you know. I guess she thinks that's what he needs to do. Most times stalls are open, so he may just not use urinals um, and just go to the stalls every time. What's going to be hilarious is I don't know (laughs) if where the parents are in this situation, right? Rizzy, you and I have sons. Imagine you send your you send Ollie away for the weekend with poo. Then all of a sudden, Ollie <laughs> comes back wiping himself. <laughs> and he'd be like, so, so, I don't even know. Like, what? <laughs> did I miss something? Are they teach? Did they teach it at school? Like, I don't. I don't know if there if there is a medical logical reason, and she can prove it. And it, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. You know, um, little boys are nasty. So I mean, if it's teaching them to go above and beyond. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's that's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, take take her teaching him out of it. Like that's what sparked the question. But I really want to so, kind of discuss. Your, does your it larger make question sense? is: should, should men wipe themselves? Is that what you're right, saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's ultimately what I'm asking: is should we be wiping ourselves? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What a question. So, so like, okay. I'm out. Fine. I'm you you asked the question. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> out of all the questions that we've had, this is the one that stopped us. <laughs> we talked about uh, one night trans. We've talked about everything to the point where should men wipe them. I don't see. I don't. I, I don't I, like. I'm. I'm. Oh man, this is going to sound so whatever. But I'm not still. Don't you post this out of context, either, Rizzy. I'm not still wet after. I've been doing this for so long. I'm good at this now. I'm good at this. You, if I listen to Monday's episode and it opens with that, you know, just remember, just remember, I'm gonna see you, Mardi Gras player. I'm, like, right. I'm, I'm not wet after I pee. That's the opening right there. Yeah, I don't. Oh man. Yeah, but that, that was but her you, argument. So to go back to her, her argument was that guys, if if you ten times after you finished and you like put a you know you took some toilet paper to it, it would still be wet a little bit. 
And I tried to explain. I was like, no, that's not how it works. Like, it doesn't work that way. And so you're not wet after. And she's like, I don't believe it. You're going to have to show it to me. So, because she's like, I, you know, I'm like, Whoa. well, not me, in ge- <laughs> but like, you know, in general. Like, she, like yeah. So, she's like, I'm going to have to see that. Like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to have a guy and like her boyfriend or whatever, right? Like, you know, this is his lady or whatever. She's going to have to like wipe him and see if it's this dry Lenny's, this Lenny's lady. No, Lenny's homeboy's lady. Okay, I'm saying Lenny, uh, you, 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 your lady's lost faith in your wife's abilities. <laughs> she didn't watch too many of your uh, pee stain draws. So, I, will, I will say this: I have a four year old son, and when he goes to the bathroom in the morning, especially early in the morning when he wakes up, there have been occasions where, because I get him ready in the morning, I'm like, "Did you pee on yourself?" Right. But I think he's had still have sleep, just going through the motions and not making sure he's fully dry. So we have had to do, you know, quick baths, wash offs and stuff in the morning because, of course, I don't want him to smell like pee and we change underwear and all this stuff. So if this is a temporary fix until you can get yourself together, that's cool, you know. But as a 43-year-old man, if I go to the bathroom and every time I go to the bathroom, I need to go in the stall so I can wipe my, my, my pee-pee, you know, like, because <laughs> that's essentially what you're doing. At that point, you're wiping yourself. It goes back to being it's a pee-pee. pee-pee. Yeah, like, you're like. <laughs> I want you to already have some in your pocket and just go to the urinal. <laughs> and when you're done. I, just, I, I, made the joke. Just, I can't see myself. Like, after I finish, like. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's it. Because, you know, rule of thumb, we, we try to get space in between your owners and stuff like that. And you, you look straight ahead. But if a nigga pulls some like baby wipes out of his bag or whatever, or puts them on top of the urinal and like, it's gonna catch my attention. Like, what the hell? And all of a sudden it's like <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta gotta see what the hell is going on did I miss something what a, what a question alright oh, can you imagine though can you imagine middle schoolers though like the the like kids are brutal bro yeah. like can you imagine kid, we you know what though kid, seeing that kid, kids may need to like how old is the boy again the, the uh, I mean he, he's not in middle school yet so maybe elementary school so under 10 uh. I mean, they, they may need to. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Like, I have a four-year-old. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, yeah. We just going to have to rough it out because I'm just not teaching them how to wipe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, just, that's just one of the challenges of being a boy. Um, yeah. So my, my question, I don't know how you guys are going to go with this. So I'm going I'm to set some, do we believe anybody's perfect? No. Are, are there any no. perfect situations? <laughs> Perfect situations. Perfect situations. You believe in perfection? Mm. I mean, you can bowl a three hundred in a bowling game, so there is a perfection. Okay, so yeah, yeah, there's instances of perfection. Consistent or not even consistent? You have to bowl the three hundred every time. That's perfection. Bowling a three hundred game is one thing. The reason I ask this is the question was posed. Can you be a good man, and I'm gonna throw a woman in there, and still cheat? Uh, yes. Elaborate. 
Why does that make you? Why? why, why once you cheat, do you not just default to being this bad person? Well, how do you view Martin Luther King? Okay, within the relationship. But I mean, can you still be considered a good person within the relationship? Uh, ooh, that's. Mm, I'm gonna lean towards. I'm gonna lean towards no. Maybe, maybe there are some, some instances where you still overall can be a good person. Because I mean, you know, like you said at the at the beginning of the question, nobody's perfect, uh, and the the like temptation is a word for a reason, and so, um, I. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Like there there can be uh, examples where I would say that person is still a, a good person. I would need all of the context in it. But yeah, Rosie, what say you? I think so. Um, go back to the joke of, you know, what if your lady was in a horrible train accident and, you know, after the train accident, she ain't had no pussy no, no more. Like if you stayed with her and like everything else is good but you ended up cheating every once in a while because you know she ain't got no no more like you know are, are are you considered a good person in that situation or not like you know the 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 lie because i love you type thing i i i think there are situations where it makes more sense to cheat and stay in a relationship than to break that person's heart, break the family apart, blah, 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 and go do something else. Right? Here's like, the thing. I just, oh, I'm back. My bad, Ross. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, good people have done bad things throughout history. I think good people can do a bad thing. I don't think one act should define the totality of a person. But again, everything has to have context because we're not finna excuse everybody that cheats and say, oh, well, they're still a good person. I'm just saying that there there can be examples where that person is still a good person. You talk like moments of weakness, that type of thing, versus yeah, like definitely. I'm I'm a yep. I'm I'm a full on second relationship, you know, side chick, got a mistress type thing. It's very difficult to be like, yeah, you're a good person on that. But you know, that momentary weakness, the person's deployed and you know, I it's been nine months and I'm I'm worried, yada yada yada, you slip up one time type thing. Is that person still a good person and still love you in that situation? Right? Like that there are situations that you you make the mistake and hey, it is what it is, you're still a good person in general. Okay. Your brother shed a lot of light. Um even though Riza, you kind of condone cheating a little more than I, 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 I would. Um, I, I didn't condone. I didn't condone cheating. It's still wrong. I, I just think when you talk about like you don't again back to perfection, right? You don't have to be perfect to be a good person. So that's so, more so. I, I'm not condoning it like it's okay. okay. What I'm saying is okay. that person can still be a good person even though they cheated. Yeah, the argument was brought up, uh, and it was it was very just blatant. It's like. We don't demand perfection in anything else, especially in a relationship. Outside of infidelity. Think about it. If if this person you're dating is bad with money, they grow, you know, they get better over time, yada, yada, yada. 
you you know you you admire the progress you 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 admire you know if you know if Byron is just very stable you got there 20 years and then he has a a, a rough patch where somebody did layoffs and so now he's struggling finding like we we give room for mistakes on everything else but cheating cheating is the only thing we demand perfection in because once you cheat you're a cheater if Rosie we say loses that her, I mean I, I I'm not saying like I people people disagree people, because I I think so many people cheat and stay together um but that society, I, I think I think that the ideal is there for that but that's the same thing <laughs> as oh they're alcoholics you shouldn't stay with them or oh they did like their but, their society says you should you should those are red flags and you should leave right so I, I but no I so, so you're saying alcoholic kind of says that same thing an alcoholic versus a cheater are two different things because you don't drink one time and become an alcoholic you cheat one time and you're a cheater what i'm saying is and you're right people do stay i'm saying society puts this 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 emphasis on this person cheated one time they're cheat like it doesn't matter she could be horrible he can be horrible but if he goes out and cheats she goes out and cheats she is a cheater and it was um i forgot what i was watching because it's like, well, he should have left. He should have did this, or she should have. Like, it's it's all these reasons for if you're going to cheat, that's the one thing that's unacceptable. So you should, you know, like you said, he loves her, or whatever. He doesn't want to end the marriage. He loves everything else. He's going through some weak times, whatever. Or she's going through whatever. And this is when they say leave. But everything else, you're supposed to see it through. Death do your part. Like it's it's this is the one thing and I'm not condoning cheating. I'm just saying we allow on a daily basis people to get away with so not so much more, but so many other things in a marriage and a relationship that we justify them going through something. We justify immaturity. We justify insecurities. We justify depression. We justify everything else in a relationship. But they cheat. Like you said, you, you you compared an alcoholic, somebody who continuously drinks to somebody who cheats once, right? Because that person who cheats one, you know, people can call them a cheater. And you can be together 25 years. In 25 years, if you cheat once, you're a cheater. How could you do this? You've been together 25 years. We got kids together. I gave you the best years of my life. It's, it's hell and hot water. The marriage can be over. And I'm... Mm-hmm. And I'm part of society because I don't know if I could deal with it, right? But I'm just saying, like, when you think about it, it's like that's kind of crazy. Like, that's the that's pretty much the only thing in life where we we really want perfection. You know, and it's hard to, you know, you might see it because of see it through because of everything else left around it. But you're not going to become an alcoholic because I became an alcoholic, right? There's no like, okay, she drank herself to death, or you know, she drank all this time, so I'm gonna go back and drink on her. You know, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 you can get your get back, right? Like, you know, like you, he's an alcoholic. She's like, you know what, women are not, women can always out cheat men. We already know that. So you know, oh, he he's an alcoholic. I'm gonna be a drug addict. I'm gonna be a meth. Like, you don't go do that. You don't get back that way. You go back and 
you know, you cheat on her, she about to fuck your homeboy. Right? Um, so that was a very interesting question. And Byron, I feel like you were coming to the mic. I was gonna say that's mainly because cheating is but betrayal. And that's something that in nearly all relationships, a lot of people, society at large, will tell you they, they can't forgive. Like even in a friendship, just take take marriage out of it. An act of betrayal is where a lot of people draw the line. And in marriage, cheating is that act of betrayal. And it's hard for a lot of people to come back from because it's like, you know, you you show me this one side of you and the whole time you well, you allowed yourself to do this to me. And then it comes into it. If you truly love me, you wouldn't have did that and all that kind of stuff. So betrayal is just something that's hard for people to come back from. That might be the best definition of or rationale behind the consequences of cheating or infidelity I've heard. And I, I and I get it. But then then you kind of when you were closing, like we've been together all this time, you showed me the side of you. Twenty five mm-hmm. years, you showed me the side of you. But last month you slept with an old girl at the office. I've always been this person. Like I showed you twenty five good years. And now all of a sudden, you had like I've been now I've been trash for twenty five years. Now you've been mm-hmm. lying to me for you've been waiting for twenty five years of that bitch. Like it's like no. If I was going if I was waiting twenty five years and go you know, cheat. I would have cheated 25 years ago. <laughs> it's, it's, and you know, and you know, I, I do agree with you that society at large still, you know, you know, pretty much recommends you should leave the relationship, but just in individual conversations, I do hear more and more of people saying that it's not automatic. Yeah. They're not saying that they're going to stay, but they're just saying, you know what? It would, it would depend. And you know, it, it is not necessarily automatic. Yeah. But overall, what you said, it, you know, society because it's going to push the envelope. Like there's other things that are could be detrimental to a relationship. And once again, if people improve or get better, we give them credit. We never expect perfection in anything else, <laughs> right? You 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 know, like we don't expect perfection. You can't like be you know <laughs> cheat a lot, then you kind of just stop cheating, and you cheat, you just cheat a little less. You cheat on the holidays or something like that. It's and if you do, you accept it and you accept that part of your relationship. And that's not the norm. And you probably keep that a secret because most of America is not going to accept that or most of the, the world's not going to accept that. But with cheating, it's all or nothing. We've been together 25 years. You you smashed a chick in the office. You've been waiting your whole life. I should have never trusted you. My mama told me never to you. You would be <laughs> like, it's this whole like, you know, it's a whole big thing because I could see mm-hmm. myself being, I would be distraught, betrayed, all this stuff. I get it. But when you look at it, on at the root of it, it's it's perfection. I'ma say this too. If you get caught cheating and they take you back, even though you the one that messed up, the you may not want to go back. <laughs> I'm just saying every case is different, but you know, you may never hear the end of it. <laughs> What's the song? Ooh, that get back a motherfucker. Like, yeah. not even to get back. It's, but, it's a threat. But not even to get the back. Like, get back. It's yes, the threat of yes. and, and the constant reminder. Yeah. Constant reminder. Well, we going on a yeah. girl's trip. I don't know. You know, don't call me. I'll call you. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it, it, it's, 
you can't ask her any questions. You enjoyed yourself? Oh, I had a blast. You know, like whatever it is, you like, what does that mean? She had a blast. You know, um, it's crazy. But like I said, it's so weird when you think about it. It's like, I can't think of anything else where we expect perfection. Yeah. And any any anything less is a problem. Put it that way. It's not we expect perfection. Anything less causes a generally causes a problem. If you're, you're married to Tab, if she if she's great 364 days a year and she has an attitude one day, yeah, you might say that, but you get over it because the other 364 days, like she's not told. But the, the, that one day, you know, you might be in your feelings a little bit, but you you move on. You don't hold on mm-hmm. to that. 364 days, you cheat one day. Like you said, this is probably going to, if we make it past this, there's a good chance this is going to impact us for the rest of your life. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Good show. Yeah, man. Sure. Well, all I got, man, is um, I ran across a little saying on Facebook or whatever, and it just kind of hit home with me. Um, But it says, live your life as if it was a book that Florida would ban. And I was like, oh, I actually like that. That's not a bad thing to, uh, to think through. So live your life, man. Be free. We talked a lot about success on this show. We talked a little, a lot about relationships um and, and you know hygiene so live your life like it was a book that would be banned so folks go out there have fun enjoy life come to sneaker ball get ready for mardi gras shout out to inspire you on the air uh the new beat of the bay check us out on content Ville, all that good stuff man shout out to y'all that's all i got i'm out buff it's on you <laughs> I just want to echo the content video part, man. Make sure you download that free app, Inspire You On Air. Check us out on Content Bill. We're also available on every podcast platform there is. The only thing I have is we constantly, routinely tell people, you know, to check on your your friends, your loved ones, especially the strong ones, because uh, you never know what they're going through. Just, you know, periodically, randomly check on them. Well, a couple of days ago, Elmo did just that on Twitter. And Elmo said, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? And people proceeded to just dump all of their issues and problems. As of right now, he has like 15,000 comments, 51,000 retweets, 129,000 likes. Like, it really showed that because, you know, a lot of them were jokes, but there were a lot of them that people was like revealing some serious stuff that they're going through. And it just really showed that there are a lot of people that are walking around carrying stuff inside, feeling like they don't have anyone to express it to. So that simple call, that's not something we just say that really can make a difference in someone like calling tech, preferably call. But, you know, even a text may be good enough call hey man just checking on you you know nothing really triggered it you just crossed my mind just want to see how you're doing you never know who may appreciate that and how much it'll mean to them so again continue to check on your loved ones that's all i got great message um speaking of checking on your loved ones um 
my heart goes out to the ladies of the Beta Alpha chapter of Delta Sigma Theta, our FAMU chapter. Uh, there's Spring 98. I think it's Spring. I can't make sure. Spring 98 line just lost their second line sister in just a, a matter of a short few weeks, I think. Um, it's the second person they lost. And um, so my heart goes out to them, the Thomas family, um, all the people that she touched. She was one of the first Deltas I met at FAM. She was very welcoming. She will be missed. She she um, she ended her fight with cancer and um, is on to a better place and found serenity. And, um, and so she's touched so many people. I know it's been a big thing on our family timelines and. She just touched so many people that uh, she will be missed. If you if you knew her, you loved her. So with that being said, three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. Most importantly, listen again. Listen again. Love you, Danielle. Talk to you guys later.